welcome to When Friends Wine Podcast. I am your host, Rashida, and I am joined here today with my bestie co-host, Tammy. Hey, friends. So we have some exciting news. We received 100 plays this week, and we would not, yes, <laughs> exciting, very exciting, and we would not have been able to achieve this without your continued support. So please share, subscribe, and like. Our topic for discussion of this week is understanding your love language. And we're going to pair with our glass of wine of the week. Tammy, tell us about our wine for the week. Okay, so the wine of the week is Menage Trois. This is a Pinot Noir. You know, I'm a huge Pinot fan. I'm a Pinot girl, Pinot Noir girl. So, so about what Pinot Noir <laughs> is, because many might not know what that is. So Pinot is the is it is pretty much derived from the French word pine, and when you add noir, that means the color black. So we're talking about pretty much pine black. So these it's a it's this wine is made with black grapes, Pinot Grigio. Of course, Grigio is the white, so it's made with the pine white, so the white grapes. So that, if, if you didn't know that, now you know. That's a little knowledge we kicking to y'all right now. <laughs> so, <laughs> Menage um, this is a very good one. This is a Pinot Noir. This one is derived in California. That's the region. The winery, it actually is a winery in Napa. It's, um, it was bottled in a winery called Fole Adu um, Winery, and that's in Napa. Uh, the alcohol content on this one is 13.8%, which is really good. Um, if you want, the purpose of wine is to relax you. We all know that. Or just if you just enjoy the taste of it. If you really want to be relaxed and feel something, something, anything over 12% is going to get you where you need to be. So this is almost at 14%. So this is perfect. Um, this is perfect. This was bottled in 2020, and um, we're going to pour this baby up. This is going to be the wine of the week, and I will get to pouring that, of course, after we dive into the topic, which I'm super excited about because it's talking about all talking about. I like talking about all things like emotions and behaviors. You know that. I love talking about all that kind of stuff. So I've always been told that I should have been a counselor. And I kind of sort of am. I do drop, you mm -hmm. know, I kick a little knowledge to some of my friends when they ask me or whatever. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I'm just saying I can be, I'm, I'm, I always like to play devil's advocate when it comes to feelings. I'll tell you about this other person's side. Well, I'll tell you about your side. Like, I like to look at things from both perspectives. So that's just me. I'm, I guess I'm what, what you call a glass. I'm a glass half full person, I think. Is that right? Hold on. Glass How you say it? <laughs> I yeah, don't I'm I, not. <laughs> I think so. It. Yeah, you would be that glass half I'm full. optimistic. I'm optimistic. optimistic I'm going to say yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. So we're basically going to be talking about, we're we going to take a peek into the five love languages. If you aren't familiar with the topic, then I encourage you to get on board. It will change the way you maneuver in your romantic relationships, and it'll also help you to understand your needs when it comes to you and your partner. So the five love languages, they basically, um, I'll just give you a little background. 
So they were derived from a book called The Five Love Languages. It was written by Gary Chapman. It's a number one New York Times bestseller. It's been around for, for years, of course. And it basically shares about how to stay in love, falling in love, and how easy it's supposed to be, and the actual keys to staying in love. And so he wrote this yeah. book to kind of like as a blueprint as to, it actually comes with a quiz and everything that you can take. You can go online. We'll probably put the link in to the quiz and actually give you the book information so that if you are interested in reading a book, but you take the quiz and you determine what your your actual love, how do you love? How do you receive love? How do you give love? Yeah, so we won't go too far into it because we only have a small amount of time and I could talk about this for hours. Like <laughs> I could talk about this for hours. So get the book for more info because you're going to need it. You're going to need it. You're going to need it. So let's break down what these five love languages are. So the first one is, well, not really the first one in no particular order, but they're words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Now, I'm pretty sure if not one or at least all of those, at least one of not all of them will resonate with you. So even if you haven't, if you're not experiencing it currently right now in a relationship, you have at some point in a relationship. Oh, you say it was five. I heard that it might possibly be seven now. So in addition to the five that you just gave, mm. um, two that they say are equally in are equally important our communication and ex expression of affection and love okay. but for purposes of today we'll stick with the five although i beg to differ i would say communication is definitely um, a huge huge language mm -hmm. i actually think it should be number one it should it should and i didn't i didn't even know that until you said that it was um actually seven. I think I may have heard that, but I actually, going a little bit further, I think one time I even saw maybe nine. But at this point, I think they just add on <laughs> all these categories. So we're going to go with what the book says, okay? Those are okay. the five that we're going <laughs> to talk about. But um, I'm going to just, you know, I want to start off by saying that I I, I understand what it has. I'm going to tell you what I understand that it's taught me. So it took me a really long time to fully grasp it because, you know, when you fall in love, you're just swimming in bliss. Like, that's all you feel. Like, and most of the time, all of your love languages are happening without you even knowing it. Some of them, you know, they're, they're, they're happening at a rate where you're not even really paying attention to them. Because when you're in love, you're just in the moment. You're feeling the feelings and everything is good. It's when some of those things stop that you start to pay attention. So you have to pretty much do what you start whatever you were doing in the beginning you know you always hear people say what you did to get this person you should continue on and that's that's the honest to god truth i do believe that the effort and time that you put in in the beginning of your relationship you should always try to mirror those same characteristics throughout the entire time because you know you don't want to just get somebody in and then just drop the bomb on them basically showing <laughs> them your representative <laughs> you know you exactly. don't want to do that and how uh, you wanted to most finish. people do realize that yeah, there you go. There you go. Go ahead. Start, start how you wanted to finish as always. Don't lead with something that you don't want. Um, if you don't feel like you're going to be able to keep it up and, you know, lead with 
what you want to continue in a relationship. If you want certain things done for you or that you're going to continue to do, then keep doing those things. Because the minute that you don't, it becomes a kind of like of an expectation, you would say, right? If somebody is sending you right. flowers all the time when you first start dating and then all of a sudden them flowers stop, you're going to be like, oh, what is going on right. here? What changed? <laughs> so if you don't plan on sending flowers every day or every week, then don't start it. And if you don't plan on cooking your man three meals a day consistently, then don't start it in the beginning because trust me, they will get used to that. But that's what we're trying to say. Like when you know somebody's love language, then you it's easier for you to love. Like it's easier for you to love them and, you know, vice versa. Like you don't want to get to the point like where the relationship is just getting dry. Like you agree, Rashida? I, would, I definitely agree with that. So did you did you take the quiz? I did. I did. did? So <laughs> yeah, what I did. was yours? What was your, what So was my your? love languages are I have three. Um and that's another thing. You can either have one, two, three, you can have all of them. You 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 at least got one or two. Like at least everybody has at least one or two. Some people have all five. You know, that's just I, 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 you know, I don't know that person, you know, I, I don't know if I would even want to know that person because that's a lot to fulfill. <laughs> you talk about five love languages, but, um, yeah, I have three. So mine's are words of affirmation, acts of kindness, and, um, oh my God, uh, it was words of affirmation. Oh, quality time. Duh. How could I forget that? So mine's is quality time, acts of service and words of affirmation. What about you? Okay. Well, it's funny because I've done this quiz a couple times and I would say in different seasons, like your, your needs and wants kind of can change. You think so, so? I absolutely <laughs> believe so because when I initially, like when I first started, when I did this the very first time, my strongest one was gifts. And then I think my next one was acts of service and quality time. But then I did it recently and my my um number one was quality time. And so I think it's possible, you know, like as you're evolving as a person that, you know, that your your needs and your wants can definitely change. And then would you say that do you think that your love language of how you feel love is the same of how you give it? Do you think most people give in the same way that they want to receive yes I think they do and I'm going to tell you because I never thought of it like that but I, I think so because if you can only if the way that you express love at your capacity sure I think you will expect for somebody to reciprocate in that same way with you so if you have somebody that says don't leave the house without saying I love you like every day mm -hmm. and you do that and you do that. You say that every day. And then the other person isn't used to saying that. They will get offended if you don't say it because they'll say, well, I say it to you. Now, naturally, that's a type of responsive like statement. I love you. Naturally, the person's going to say, I love you too. So I think that that may not be a good example because you kind of, <laughs> you're warranting somebody to say that. To but say, I'm just saying, right. I'm using that as an example. If you If you do something every day, and I think the person will be used to that. Like, I think so. Yeah. But do you feel like 
See, I, when you were saying that your needs and wants change, I can agree with that, but only to a certain extent. Because to me, it almost feels like you might be, are you shifting your needs based off of the relationship that you're in? Like say in a previous relationship, you thought your needs were this because you wanted this from this person. But then when you get into another relationship, be like, oh, well, I don't really require that much quality time like I did in the other one. Is it because you're now getting it from this person or is it because you don't really care about quality time no more because the other person you were previously made you not care about it? See, for me, I know I'm kind of confusing you. No, uh, no, no. That's okay. And maybe stay that's with me. You. Stay with say, me. I'm staying with you. I think Listen. that that probably may be the case that. Okay. So it, I'm it, saying it might have shifted. Right. So for me, mine's are consistent. I'm going to be honest with you. That's why when you said that, I was like, uh, I'm going to always want, I'm going to always want and desire and need this. I'm going to need acts of service. Acts of service is not, the acts of service is you being uh, gen gentlemanly like, oh, let me, let me get this for you. Or can I help you out with this? Or let me do that for you. You know, something like that. We obviously know what quality time is and words of affirmation. It don't have to be you're beautiful. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm not saying that that's shallow, but I'm saying it's just like, oh, sometimes I want to know you're doing a good job or, oh, that's that's really not like even it could be something to the extent of like, let's say um something small, like, oh, like you, you know, like if you. Yeah, exactly. Like you. Mm -hmm. Oh, you don't you have to like you didn't have to fold my clothes up, but you, but thank you. Or this is that. I'm just saying like anything like, oh, you know, you. You support, you know, I support you in this, things like that. Just being supportive and that type of thing. When I say words of affirmation, like, just let me know that you see me, that you appreciate me. Sure. I don't have to have it every day. I'm not that person. I don't have to have it every day. <laughs> but just to know that you acknowledge, the acknowledgement is all I want. That's what I'm saying. So for me, I'm consistent. I don't care who or what, who I'm with. Like, to me, I feel like those, that those stick to me. Those add to me. So that's why I asked you that question. Yeah, I, I can. Well, I know that quality time and gifts were both on the list. So they both were there. But when I took it the second time, it was like quality time was more important than the gifts then. And like you say, it may have been because in that season of a, a relationship that I had been, I wasn't getting that particular um, quality time. And so it made it a little bit more important for me mm -hmm. in that season when I actually took it. But I will say, like when I tell people um, that my love language is gifts, they automatically assume that I am materialistic. And so I would like to debunk the whole <laughs> uh, gifts as a love language as being materialistic because for I agree. Me, yeah. It's not the material per se. Like I am a person, like, because I am a gift giver. And so I think that it can't just be that somebody's giving me something. It's the thought behind it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm more, I feel loved when somebody is being thoughtful. And so like that they are thinking of me, that they listened to me, that they um, actually took the time, like if they were out and they see something that I like, or they know I like something and they saw it and they got it from right. me. You know, I'm a yeah. big, um, I'm big on birthdays and, you know, just celebration of myself. And so when I asked you about, do you give love the same way that you want to receive it? 
I would say I do because, you know, like, you know this about me. Like, I'm a gift giver. So, like, I want to pick the perfect gift and mm-hmm. I want to make sure that the person really feels like they were thought of when I bought it. Now, I will say <laughs> that, you know, some people have, you know, like, because I'm so excited about when I give a gift, right? And I know, like, when I've been in, in relationships and I'll be like, I'm being so thoughtful and I'm like so excited about this gift I'm about to give. And then I give it to them and their reaction isn't the reaction that I'm expecting them to have. <laughs> I'm like, they just put a, a pin in my balloon. Cause I'm like, <laughs> but see, okay. So then to me, I'm going to say this uh, to me, I it goes back to why you're giving this gift genuinely from your heart because you love this person or you care about this person. So regardless of their reaction. So, okay, let's say you give it to, you give them a gift and they say, oh, I like it, but I don't particularly wear this color. Okay, that doesn't make me not enjoy the gift giving venture less because they said to me they didn't like it now if they just threw my gift on the ground or something like that and just called it some trash then that's something different but i'm saying the you know most people even like of course you're talking about men they're not going to give you excitement like how a woman would give like we're going to scream jump up and down i just end up you know something that we really want but men are not going to give you that they might be like oh baby thank you i appreciate it and might give you a little kiss on the cheek or the forehead or the lips or whatever. And that's good. Or a little tap on the butt or something. I mean, that's it. But you... But that goes back to the love language because I had to realize that just because, you know, like I feel love when I get something and somebody feels, you know, and I feel like they thought of me, that might not speak to the next person. So for instance, like what you said, like if it's a man, he might feel more... You know, he he might feel loved by, you know, me touching him or hugging him. Or he might feel loved by me just saying, you look handsome today. And it'll be that reaction that I'm looking for when I give the gift. But that's how he actually receives love or feels love. And that's his language. So I think it's important that, you know, you know your person and you have to know what speaks to them. And so once I learned this whole concept of love languages, that I could actually say, okay, I need to learn my person so that I don't be doing things that don't speak to them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. So I'm, I just, you know, I think that for most men, their, their um, love language is physical touch. I mean, there's plenty of women out here too, but for the most part, most men, it is physical touch. So like you said, it is a point of just getting to know your person, like knowing your mate. And I think that's the key to any successful relationship. Like you just need to know that like they love on a different level. The way that I love is different than the way that they love. So understanding that, you know, he might not, you know, quality time. These are there are certain things you have to do in your relationship. You have to have quality time, spend time with each other, and you definitely need to communicate. So I think those are things that I wouldn't just say those would be somebody's love language. I think those are the love language that you need to have for a successful relationship because we know it's hard to, for a lot of people to communicate. So I think that's being open about everything in a relationship. Just starting off, you know, 
real, just being real with each other. It, it'll really help. It really will help. I think if people really understood the love language, I think it really will help. I agree. I think that you you have to, like we've been saying, get to know your person. And even if it's, you know, continuing and asking those important questions. And, and then also, because I feel like a lot of times when you first deal with somebody, you're more prone to communicate and ask all of the questions, but not realizing that as you're growing, as you're evolving, you are always changing. And the things that spoke to you when you were in your 20s might not speak to you when you're, you know, in your 30s or in your 40s. People just have different needs. And so it's important to to keep talking. I went to this relationship um, little seminar and they had a dating game. And it was funny because they did all ages and stages of relationships. So all of them were married, but they had like um, people who had just gotten married. They had people that were like in their 30s, 40s. And then they had an older couple that had been married for like 30 years. And so in this dating game, you would think that the, the couple that was married for the longest would know more about each other. Right. And that wasn't the case when they're having when they're asking the questions, the people who had just gotten together knew more about each other versus the older couple because what I said before when you first start getting to know somebody you're talking you're communicating you're trying to find out all of their likes and dislikes and things like that and then the older couple they get familiar comfortable in the early stage pretty much. <laughs> right yeah <laughs> you um getting comfortable and you like oh I know that oh I know that and when they ask that ask the guy what is your wife's um, favorite food? So he's like confident when he said her favorite food. And she was like, oh, I don't like that no more. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, so you've been married for 30 years, but you stopped talking that you didn't even realize that something had changed, that she is changing as she's getting older and growing her needs have changed or his needs have changed. So we definitely have to keep that, that line of communication open. And I right, think, right, right. You know, we both can, can attest to, and just personally, like I've, I've changed from my 20 year old self to now. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to just do a summary, a quick summary of these um, just to give you guys a better understanding. So, you know, like I said, it's five. So um, words of affirmation. Words of affirmation are pretty much what I was saying earlier. You look nice today. Um, uh, you know, thank you for doing this. Um, you know, I appreciate you cooking dinner for me. I appreciate you picking the kids up from school today. Like things like that. Words of affirmation, just the acknowledgement of your partner and in words, um, you know, you know, I never got a chance to tell you, but you look really good when you wear this color or something like that. Like, you know, it's, it's also, it gives a boost of confidence, you know what I'm saying? To your mate sometimes, because we all are guilty of, you know, just getting used to seeing people every day. And, you know, we we got our routines and everything. We're going about our day. And sometimes those are the last things you're really thinking about. It's like, oh, telling so-and-so they look nice. But, you know, of course, that should be something you should do. 
Um, let's see, acts of service. Ooh, this is a good one. This is my favorite. Washing the dishes for someone without being asked to, taking out the trash without asking someone, picking up their clothes off the floor without asking someone, flushing the toilet, maybe putting down that toilet seat. These are all the things that are acts of service. These are the things that you want somebody to do without basically having to tell them to do it, these types of things. And yes, I'm speaking in chore-wise sense, or you don't want to have to tell somebody can you take me out? That's not an act of service. Like, the act of service is them willingly doing it on their own. That is an act of service. Uh, you know, planning a date night, something like that. Just a way to show appreciation. You got a shot at the next one, Rashida. Okay. So the it's three left. So the quality time, of course, making time for your mate, making mm -hmm. sure that you make them a priority and that they know that they are a priority in your life. And sometimes also quality time means you can be present and not be present. You know what I mean? You can be sitting in the same mm -hmm. house and not be present. <laughs> like it's turning off your phone if you're on vacation. It, it is preach girl know, having a conversation with one another at dinner. But that quality time is it doesn't have to be quantity, but we're talking about quality where you're actually engaged with the person. And then we have gifts. So making sure you remember your mate's birthdays, anniversaries, and <laughs> thoughtful is the key. So gifts can come in many forms. They don't have to always be expensive. You can write out a card. You can write a note. You know, it could be a flower. It's just being thoughtful, being thoughtful to your mate and making sure that they know that you love them and that you appreciate them. And then lastly is physical touch. Ha ha. It doesn't have to mean <laughs> sex all the time. It doesn't have to be actually, it's the intimacy. It's holding. Say hands. that word again. Say that word again. <laughs> what? the intimacy? Say it again. The intimacy. So you say the word. Yes. <laughs> Say the word. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so it doesn't always have to mean that. So it's just holding hands. It could be a, you know, a brush across the back. It could be a massage. It could be a kiss on the cheek, on a forehead. Anything that engages you physically. And it's just giving that that person that connect that physical connection. So those are the um, the five love languages. And so you might have, you know, one that is that you that speaks to you more than the other. But it's definitely important to know your own and know what your needs are so that you can communicate them to your partner, to whomever. And then also knowing your person's love language so that you can know how to speak to them. And it doesn't always have to um, include romantic relationships. These also can go into friendships and to your family relationships and how it's all just about how does someone receive love? Yeah, and I, I, I agree with that. I think most people, like you say, equate it to like romantic relationships, but it's just basically, it's not just for you to understand that person, but it's also for you to teach people how to love you. Like yeah. in whatever way, you know, in, in a loving way to teach people how to show up for you so that they can respect your boundaries and understand 
this is how, this is what makes you work. It's not that difficult. People always say, oh, you know, opposite, you know, men and women are difficult. Yeah, to a certain extent, but people make it difficult. I understand we have challenges. That's just the way it is. But this can just help your relationships flow a lot more smoothly if you really understand and learn how to tap into that. So with that being said, we are going to slide right into this wine. Mm -hmm. Let's do our tasting. And we already, well, you know, I'll give my critique. <laughs> I'll say, well, you know, what, what did you think about it, Rashida? What did you think? Um, So the appearance, I think the bottle is very, very nice. It's very um, sleek looking and elegant looking. The colors, um, this one is the, was black. Yeah. So it's um I like the the whole appearance of it. Yeah, I think it gives a um it gives a rich look to me. It's like it's just like a rich but if, if if you knew what a if this if rich was a bottle of wine, this is what it would look like. To be. Me. <laughs> this is what it would look like to me. So I I like the appearance. Um what did you think about the aroma? The aroma is definitely it's um because it says that it has the dark cherry and juicy raspberry um, tones wrapped in scent. Ooh, they're describing it like a menage. Did you catch this? Listen. Uh -huh. The wine is called Menage a Trois. Listen to what Three. they said. Three. <laughs> it exposes the darker side of Pinot Noir. It's elegant and rich, seductive and smooth, brimming with dark cherry and juicy raspberry wrapped in sensual vanilla with a kiss of mocha. This marketing is on point. Now that's what I'm talking about. Now what is that? Yes. Yeah. It made you think about that whole okay, menage a trois, okay, and they, okay. they they named it correctly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I like I said, my rating for this wine is absolutely a five. This is one of my faves, so I'm gonna give it a five. What about you? Well, I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. It's a little bitter for me, but you okay. know, it's yeah. still good. But I like red, but I like I'm more on the sweeter red, sweeter side, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, but still good. So I'll give it a four. Okay, all right. Well, understand that everyone loves different. It's not wise to fall for someone who will only love at their capacity level. Have patience with one another and know that love is simply an act of service to someone else. If you or your partner are on the same page and your relationship goes mirror, this will take your love to the next level. This is why communication is at the heart of it all. And this concludes our episode. So are you ready for your trip? I am. I'm super excited about this trip. I'm going to be jutting up out of here and getting on a plane. And I can't wait to share my Tuscany experience with everybody. So stay tuned to our episode. It will be doing a travel series coming up. Mm -hmm. So make sure that you join us next week. Next week, I think we're going to be talking about the power of words. Yay. Yep. So join us. Same time, same place, 6 p.m. Sunday, everywhere you podcast. And also, don't forget to get your wild journal, which can be purchased on Amazon. All right, friends. Well, till next time. Cheers. Cheers. I don't need 
Just fine Don't need 